What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to the Women in Business radio show with Sean Murphy, connecting women in business around the globe. Hello and welcome into the Women in Business Radio Show studio. I'm Sean Murphy. My co-host is... Adele Martin. And in the studio with us today, we have got the lovely... And I'm saying the lovely because we know Jane. We know Jane <laughs> well from seeing her at meetings. We've got the lovely Jane Martin. She is a business connector. She is a business solution solver. And she is also the founder of JAM Marketing and Hospitality Management. So welcome into the studio, Jane. Good morning. <laughs> So we are going to be having later on a lively discussion with Jane about all sorts of things. We're we're going to be finding out what a business connector is and why you might need one. And and also we're going to be discussing, we're going to be having a chat about trusting your instincts. And I think instincts is something that's been coming up a lot recently, isn't it? Yeah, we had a big theme, haven't we, about trusting your gut instinct and why didn't we? So yeah, yeah, it was interesting to see again. We're also going to be hearing Jane's story. We're going to be chatting to her. We're going to be finding out what she does and who she does it with and the general sort of ups and downs the general ups and downs of business but let's get uh, let's get started with i've got notes you see i'm dangerous i'm a woman i'm a woman (laughs) i'm a woman with notes there and i don't know what to do It would help if I could see them, but I've got the wrong glasses on. Oh, no, where are they? I, well, no, glasses. it has to be these ones, but okay. I, I can't read with these. So now I've got notes that I can't actually see, <laughs> and I'm not used to having notes, but never mind. We have to get more organised. So how can you listen to us, Adele? So you listen to the, all the usual places. We've got Spotify, iTunes. We've even got enabling the Alexa skill, and across all the usual places you, you listen to your podcasts. You can also listen to us on Audible. If you go into Audible and search for the Women in Business radio show, we will pop up. Yeah. You can listen to us on Audible, um, which also means that you can you can listen to Audible through Alexa. Mm. So you can ask Alexa to play us. I don't often do... I did it once, actually. It was quite unnerving <laughs> to, <laughs> to hear me coming out, of the, coming out of the Alexa machine. It also quite... Um, it, I got quite a strange reaction from grandchildren and dogs as well. <laughs> Well, we won't go into that later. <laughs> we'll chat about that another time. So, um, where are we now? Announcements. Fire away. So, we have our Women in Business Big Show in August next year, where we are updating our format, aren't we? So, we're going for something a little bit different. Yes, and it's quite fortuitous that we mention this today. I mean, mm. we mention it every week, but we're mentioning it specifically today because Jane also works very closely with the FSB, which is the Federation of Small Businesses, which is a fantastic opportunity based in the UK. And the Federation of Small Businesses, we are blessed because the Federation of Small Businesses actually sponsors mm. the Women in Business Big Show, which is a real honour for me, actually. It's a, yeah. it's a, a real <coughs> little bit of kudos. So we're, very, we're so proud of that. So, you know, thank you to the FSB and Jane for supporting supporting that event because it's a bit traumatic sometimes. <laughs> it's a big event. It's a big event yeah, it's, it's it's quite it's quite a it's quite a tricky event to put on. So mm. we're very grateful to everybody who supports us, but especially the FSB. Mm. 
And what else have we got? We have our Women in Business radio show, Community Club, that launches in early January. We're still trying to work out a name mm. for this, mm. actually. So we wanted to have the Women in Business radio yeah. show in there because it is around the Women in Business yeah. radio show. It's about the things that we've learned. It's about the guests that we have on it. Mm. Um, and it's very much, you know, the, the, this club, the Community Club, has very much grown up out of that and out of... Talking to guests. Yeah talking to guests talking to guests about what they feel talking to best guests about what they need and also listeners and but also about Adele and I working together that's sort of how it came about that we realized it was actually quite a good fit and we had totally different skill sets so um you know I'm I'm sort of about business and about planning and what's going wrong and Adele nobody would ever come to me and say Sean can you help me with my fitness regime <laughs> <laughs> So, but Adele, and that's what Adele does. You know, she's fit for business. Yeah, help she, you she, fit she, she keeps business. people fit for business, and fit for business is a section that we have in the Women yeah. in Business Big Show. So mm. that's a that's that's about confidence. It's about all sorts of things. Mm. Um, it's also about you know eating right for what you want yeah. and what you need, yeah. but also just doing the right amount of exercise. So Adele is a bit extreme. I mean, if you've yeah. seen pictures of Adele, you said we, we aren't. It's not that. It's just about keeping mobile and getting stronger and keeping your muscles stronger, especially as you get older. It was, and it's, I suffer a bit. So I'm getting, I, I'm getting older. I spoke to this, you know, last week. I spoke to two women who were really suffering, and they're they're business women. And I talk about this all the time. Thirty-two percent of women, and we know because again, FSB have supported my my, my menopause event. Um, leave their business. I spoke to two women last week. One in corporate, and one a business owner. Are so close to throwing it in. So mm. this is this is real, and it is about being fit for business. Yeah. But no, it's not extreme, but it's just helping you, you know, not be one of those 32% of women in business who, who walk away. And it's also about, it's, it's about being normal as well. Yeah. I'll tell you what, there is nobody in this, if anybody says awesome, they're going to have to leave. <laughs> okay. A few words on the wall we've had. Yeah. We we're not going to be awesome. <clears throat> we are not going to be phenomenal all the time. Stuff <laughs> is going to go wrong. Yeah. Uh, there will be wine probably um but it's just about sort of being normal and being you know just sort of having the life that you need to have alongside your business yeah. I'm, I'm fed up with people talking about being amazing and phenomenal and people who've built an underwear business to 10 million pounds you know and they started on sunday night and it's now monday morning <laughs> yeah. it's, it's not it's 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 not real and it's not sustainable and for me we have to build a life our life has my life is my business my business is my life and that means it has to be sustainable and in there there has to be fun and it all has to be managed and it all has to go together but i also have to be keep fit without anything becoming extreme yeah absolutely so it would it's sorry this may not sound like a great sales point but it's normal (laughs) (laughs) it's for normal people (laughs) okay where are we now we've done that haven't we we haven't got a name for it but it's the women in business radio show community it starts on the 14th of january just for the moment it is um it's in person there is only an in-person um event It's going to be at Dragon Co-working. Thank you so much for Dragon Co-working and Ronan Stanley for supporting us. He is absolutely fantastic. It's a super, super co-working community. He does so much to support the businesses in there and he does an awful lot to help me and I'm very grateful. And we have this fantastic space with breakout areas, spaces where you can do little private 
bits you know in, in small groups or we can all get together and it can be a big group this there's there's so there's so much flexibility around the space that we've got there so thank you so much roland and dragon co-working we've done that now haven't we yeah we've done the announcements. one day we're gonna I, we need some sort of like follow on don't we from one section to another should we start on the what are we doing and reading thing? What is we got? What are what are you reading next? I've I've actually got something, but go do you want to go first? Okay, so I'm not actually reading at the moment because I'm doing a lot of moving around. So I've switched to podcasts. Um, well, actually, we need to change this because that's that to me is the same thing. Yeah. yeah. What are you? What are you like reading or listening to? Yeah. yeah. So I've been listening to podcasts, and again, I've been listening to one um, by Zoe Nutrition, and I've been looking at. Um, gut and mental health because again gut instinct and um, mental health I just like the Zoe podcast says the non-biased uh, you know they're just good information so I've been listening to a few of those while I've been flying around um, in the car this week mm. Mm. Jane what are you reading this week listening to what am I doing this week Re- I've, I've Re- been I'll be honest with you I've been so busy that I've had oh. no time to do very much reading I started a few weeks ago um how to harness how to um harness your your expertise and put that online i'm very interested over the christmas period at looking to take one of my part of my business to ebooks and webinars online and so i'm just reading a lot about that at the moment because it's a very new area for me it's a, it's the sort of thing I'm going to go and have a I'm going to go and have a look at that because it's the sort of thing that is I think over um, overwritten about. I think there are so many topics, courses, books, ebooks, podcasts, articles about setting up membership sites, setting up um, publishing your ebooks, and. I quite like the sound of that. Mm. It sounds sort of simple, like it's taken out some of the fluff. Yeah, and the noise around it. Yeah, mm. so I might, uh, we, we will have a look at that. So it's how to harness your expertise and put it online. Yeah. I like that. Thank you very much. I'm actually listening to something this oh, week, yeah. and it's, it's, it's really, really good. It's absolutely fascinating. So fascinating that I haven't written it down. <laughs> um, it's... <laughs> It's a, it's a podcast. I've probably got enough. No, it's not. Sorry, it's an. E, I've got it as an audio book. There's probably enough of it here, the information for you to go and find it. It's by a woman called Meadow something or other, and it's called the Worthy Project. And oh, I've heard of that. Yeah. It's about how we show ourselves that we're basically not worthy yeah. of things by s- really quite simple things like what does our front door look like what is our bedroom like what, do, what does your dinner plate oh, look like, like and how we diminish ourselves make ourselves smaller um apply you know I, I i'm too fat for this i'm too this for that and and basically don't take up the space that we should take up how we how we give stuff away yeah you know which is something so often that we do in yeah. in business but we're also in our personal lives you know how much are we giving and not getting anything back yeah. it's a it's a, a fascinating reading just found that. i've just found it literally as you were speaking yeah. i love that by meadow devour 
That's it. And I've got it as an audio book because she's got a really she's she she reads it herself and she's got a really nice voice and there are sort of stories in there where you can sort of really picture how some of how how some of this worked how it worked with her clients. There's also a, a very honest story about her own financial situation and about how she came out about that and was expecting that she wouldn't have any clients left at all but actually found that people really appreciated how honest she was being and how it was an an inspiration for people it's an excellent book actually excellent so that's what i'm doing have you stopped fiddling, dear? I was looking at it. It's just really good. It is. Yeah. It is. So we have put that in the show notes. Yeah, it Only is. Because we hear a lot of reoccurring theme around that, don't we? We have coffee chats. We give things away for free. So, shall I tell you what struck me actually when I did mm. when I did one of the exercises that she suggests, which is that you take a photo of things so that you look at them objectively. I suppose mm. you don't look at them through the filter of how you normally <laughs> how you normally mm. see them. Mm. And one of the things, so she says, do, do that about your front door because you come in and out of it all of the time. Um, I haven't taken a photo of my front door, but I did do what she said. And I'm going to be quite honest here. One of them was that you take a picture of your bed and sort of just, <laughs> just sat, you know, in the bed, that you just do it straight away, that you don't make it, that you don't do anything, you don't plump the cushions up, you just take a picture of, of it. And that's what I did. I was sat in bed listening to this and I took a picture. And what I saw when I looked at this picture was that there was towels sort of on the on a chair, and it, it doesn't sound like the end of the world, but I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it, and it was just a place where I hadn't taken care, and I didn't like the way it looked. Mm-hmm. So we're not talking about some big festering pit, or <laughs> No, it's the little things, isn't it? Or anything. Yeah. But it was okay. just something that, for me, really annoyed me. And actually, what I should do, if I want to hang a towel there, is either not hang it there, but if I do want to hang it there, is to have something to hang it on, not just put it over the bedroom chair. Mm. Because that I actually found, I don't know, it was like I was lazy. I know it's it's a bit damp, so, mm. you know. Mm. It was just, it's just interesting. That is not a particularly interesting side of things, what I've just said. It doesn't sound like much. But go and have a listen to it. Some of mm. it's absolutely fascinating. And you'll be able to go, oh, yes, okay. (laughs) There were some real sort of simple little revelations in there. It actually Mm -hmm. turned out to be quite big things. Mm. I like that. I've been waffling on too long, haven't I? Shall we go on to what have you learnt this week? Yes. What have you learnt this week? So I have learnt this week diary drift. Okay. So every 90 days I review the diary and set it. And where are we? We're literally coming to the end of this quarter. And then all of a sudden I, I learned this week, it's like, why is that not working? And I'm like, oh, diary drift. Because, do you know my worst habit? So I will run my diary on my desktop, and when you're out and about, yeah, you pick up your phone and you grab Google Calendar and other calendars or whatever you're using, and you put something in. And actually what that's done is it's actually caused some diary drift, and I had some conflicts, and I'm thinking, what? I don't feel right. What's going on? I don't feel great. And I was like, set back. I got back to my desktop, and I thought, diary drift. Diary drift. I tell you, you've got to stop. You know, just you know, do not have to rush because somebody says X, Y, and Z. Just note it and just watch that diary because what that then did, it caused a ripple effect of other stresses that added to something because I just let the diary drift and and that's also a clue as I know I'm coming to the end of the 90 days this sprint and actually I'm going to reset that diary and I've said no, I'm not going to on the hop shove something in the diary off an iPhone where you see slightly part of your diary. 
and actually the knock-on effect <laughs> caused a crap week. Diary drift is what I've learned. There is such a disease. Well, I've got it. Yes. Mm. That and referring to yourself by Adele, <laughs> <laughs> which is I always oh, think. I, I was yes. angry. I was yes. angry. I was angry with myself. I think, what on earth has caused this conflict? Yes. Yes. Moving swiftly on. <laughs> I set myself from the naughty step. Jane, what have you learnt this week? Anything? What have I learnt this week? Well, that's a really good question. I'm just trying to think. Have I learnt anything? Um, I've learnt this week just to take it much easier myself. So I've learnt basically that it's okay what Adele was talking about if you can't manage everything. Mm. Um, I have at the moment probably 30, 40 separate appointments with small businesses every week. Um, and you're just rushing from appointment to appointment trying to follow up. And what I've learnt is it's okay just to phone up a couple and say, listen, can we reschedule this meeting? Can we just reschedule this meeting because I want to have a bit more time for you? And everybody always says yes, because they're also busy. Mm. So I've learned not to be too hard on myself. Mm. I like that. Good one. I've joined Headspace. I've got that app, oh, Headspace. Yeah. I have. And I'll tell you what, I, I'm not going to go into that. Um, it's actually better than I thought it was going to be. But one of the things that I realised is I, I've for as long as I can remember, and that's quite a few years now, it's coming up for 60 years, had a problem with um, a, a morning routine. I'm going to just sort of like get up and, and run around until I can't do that anymore and just sit back <laughs> down. <laughs> this, is not, this is not an effective way to start your day. And I realised that the reason I haven't been able to build in a routine is because I don't have a routine. That, I know that sounds a bit... That's, because you say, OK, I'm going to meditate or I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that, but then you don't know how you're going to do that. So how are you going to meditate? Do you have a script? Are you just going to sit there for 10 minutes? Have you got something you're going to go through? Whereas Headspace have, a, have like a, a, a routine for your day where you check in with yourself. And just having that, so there's a little video that they showed. Today was about conifers. Um, you know, there's a little meditation, like two, two to three minutes meditation. Then there's a little bit of information about something that you could, that's visually quite nice. And this was the conifers was quite good. A little bit of a story around how they reproduce and all that sort of thing. And then there was another 10-minute meditation. And, and they're all there. You, you, and there's a little tick it's so organised. You do that one, little tick, you do the next one. And it was just really easy. So if you're struggling to build a morning routine in, perhaps it's because you don't actually know what to do when you wake up. You've left it too late. And you just need somebody to give you, or you need to plan the night before. What are you going to do? Where is it going to come from? If you are going to meditate, you're going to sit there on your tod, or are you going to actually play something? If you are going to play something, where is it? Because it's so good shuffling through apps trying to find the one that you are going to use i've done this before and you just end up getting cross frustrated and actually spending half half the morning when you've just woken up looking at your phone whereas yes this is on the phone but you just go through it so a routine is about not having to make decisions cut the decision making process out and the routine just sort of happens well, my I do have a routine, if I may say. It's called a dog. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's the same thing. It's it's cut the decisions out, yep. hasn't it? There isn't a decision. The dog needs to go out, be fed, do do whatever, and that's it. And they tell you when they yeah. want to go. Yeah, so you've got and, no choice. Yeah, and and that but that's perfect, isn't it? And I don't yep. think it matters what your routine is, as long as you have one. Yeah. And I'll tell you what. I I never thought I'd say that. <laughs> Can you say it again? Okay. No. Oh, sorry. 
<laughs> That's enough compromise for, <laughs> for, for, for one year. Love I'm it. done. Love it. Okay, moving swiftly on. What's gone wrong this week? I think, have we already done this? It's all right, we've got a new section. So we always ask our guests what their biggest failure is and what's their superpower. Well, for Adele and I, <laughs> we can't have a, a no. biggest failure, not every week, but we can have something that's gone wrong. Yeah. Again, I'm going to link it back to the diary drift. So there was a, an element of diary drift. And then when I went into panic, I, I didn't say no to something and I should have done. So what went wrong mm. is I didn't say no. And then it, I caused myself a lot of rework. But linking back to what Jane said, when I went back to the individual said, look, apologies, I can't do this, but I can do this. So, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. And the next the next question is what worked out this week? Yeah. How have you what have you how have you used your superpower this week? I'm not sure if that was using your superpower, but it was you yeah. went and you sorted it out. Yeah, you I did, did something. I hit it head on yeah. and said actually this is a situation. If that meeting's important, they they would understand and it would move. And sometimes I think the the fear of rejection and what they would say was shit they went yes that's fine. You're like, "Oh, okay. It's done." <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. Good. Jane, not this week. What <laughs> is your Biggest failure, and I tell you why we do this because because every now and then somebody will criticise this. God, there's no such thing as failure. Yes, there damn well is. If you set a goal and you don't hit it, you failed. Sorry, but I think it's really important that sometimes as business women we acknowledge that it's okay to cock up, that it's okay for it to go, go all horribly wrong, that other people cock up as well. But you know, we we learn and we move forward. So. Just generally, what's your biggest failure? Failure, I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> we all do. I, I think my biggest failure has been um, not taking sm- small opportunities. We're always looking for the biggest, the big opportunity, but not taking the small Ooh. ones as they've come along. Oh, that's different. Mm. Oh, like have you got an example? Yeah, so, for example, you're looking for... The big clients, when you start in business, you're looking for the big client, the ones that bring in the big bucks. And you tend to have all these smaller businesses and smaller opportunities coming along the way. And they may not be the big income earners, but they're the people that keep you going. Mm. Um, and there were at the beginning, you're always looking for the big opportunity. But it's the small opportunities that really mm. support your business mm. and keep you going. That's a really wow. difficult I think that's a really difficult thing to work out, actually, because you could be looking for the big people because they're the mon- they're the ones with a lot of money. On the other hand, if you're not careful, instead of getting the small opportunities, you get the cheap op- you get you, you get the cheaper. So the people who want the big stuff but want to pay the small money. That's not what we're talking about here, is it? We're just talking about people that may you may need lots of them and you're doing something you're you're delivering and getting value. So you're delivering a fair service and getting a fair payment. You're just doing it for more of them than some massive sort of thing that comes your way. Mm, I like that. Do you know I've not? We've not had that, no, have we? I, I, but I like that because you're absolutely true. Because sometimes, Sean said before, we see all the sponsored feeds. You can be ten million pounds in three days. What we've done is we've we've telling women to look for those big opportunities, and actually, mm. that is that small. I really like that. Mm. Thank you. Yeah, I like oh. that. Thank you. That's different. <coughs> we like different. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is your superpower? My uh, ability for people to to believe, my believe in me. 
I'm con- I can convince people. I'm, g- I'm good at convincing people. And when I say convincing, I don't mean trying to sell people yeah. something. I, I, mean, I get that. I build trust. Mm. And I think that that's my greatest asset is that people, um, I think I'm doing this as I speak. It's the open hands. And mm. I think people know that I'm honest, straight mm. honest. And um, it comes across. So I think that's my greatest, greatest asset. Mm. I like that. Yeah. Yes. And I would say, sort of knowing you, that yes, that's it's true. true. I, I beg every because I would yeah. say absolutely, we've had the pleasure of seeing you mm. quite a bit, actually, in meetings and, and mm. both online and also in the room. And yeah, I'd echo yes. that. And people always say that about you. And I know, I, I do trust you. I know if I said something to you and said, this is between, you know, this is just us, that you wouldn't be gossiping about it. Mm. Yes. Okay. I. I'm not going to tell anybody about no. your bed. So. <laughs> You've already done it yourself. <laughs> but um, but recognising it, the skill is actually in recognising yeah. that that's, that's your superpower. Mm. Thank you for mm. sharing that. That is different. Mm. Have I had a failure this week? It's difficult to know where to start, actually, <laughs> to be honest. Um, I don't think I have. I, I can't think of one in particular, to be honest. So I'm going to skip on me because I want to move us on to mm. the discussion topic actually so i want to introduce jane properly and we're going to find out a little bit about what it is that she does so i'm just going to read some of the bits and pieces here that i've got about jane so jane is founder of jam marketing and hospitality management so thinking here we can pick her brains over I know, that I know. yeah this okay. is a little bit about therapy for us too isn't <laughs> yeah it's all right what we we can we can take everything she knows about that so that'll be good we'll, you like that and it's a business connector and a business mm. solution solver now i know that you also you know you work with the fsb can you tell us a little bit about sort of you as Jane, not necessarily in your pigeonhole with the FSB or in your pigeonhole with JAM marketing, but sort of what you do and how those two things fit together and how you bring your skills in and, and just as if it wasn't complicated <laughs> enough, um, the sorts of people that you work with. Well, thank you very much, first of all, ladies, for giving me the opportunity. Um, so I've, I started in business in my own business in 2001 um but when i look back when i was walking the dog this morning and i was thinking about this show i was thinking um when did i start having aspirations to be self-employed and that was when i was about 14 or 15 um and for me it was clear that i was always going to do something in business and be self-employed so it goes back to that time um my background is hospitality. I started in hospitality and did every kind of job possible. And what I liked about hospitality um, and has formed my future is about helping people. And that might sound a bit cliche, but being in hospitality, your, your aim is always to keep your customers, your guests coming back. And you can only do that if you continue to add value. So um, that's what I started to do when I started my hospitality consulting business after I was finished with running hotels and restaurants and bars. And the idea was to genuinely help them with being more successful 
So that's how that started. And um, in 2019, I I decided that I was going to join the Federation of Small Business as a membership advisor to have that as a secondary income and to help my small businesses that I was helping in the hospitality consulting. And then, of course, this little thing called COVID appeared and my hospitality consulting business disappeared. Oh, of course. Yes, yes, yes. So FSB, Federation of Small Business, became my main, um, well, my sole income. But since then, obviously, consulting has come back to life and started again. But what, what then happened over COVID was really interesting. You know, I had a huge contact base in the hospitality field and knew lots of people, big mid businesses, small businesses, everybody, and was able to help and support them. And then I realized through FSB, well, why don't you help? Why don't you start to learn about other businesses and get involved with other businesses? And because I was having so many conversations with small business, um, people were phoning me all the time saying, Jane, I need somebody. Can you help me? I need a plumber or I need an accountant or I need a solicitor or I'm get somebody said I'm getting married. And uh, because of COVID, it was all in it was all, you know, cancelled three or four times. So I basically said, they said, we, I, need a, I need a person doing flowers, I need somebody for makeup, I need somebody to make a cake. And what was fantastic was I was able to recommend to them all of those people in their local area because I'd been in contact with them. So that's where I started being a business connector. Is that through the FSB or is that through your own business? Because you don't... If I say to you, hey, Jane, I know X, Y and Z, you know, this person who you might be able to to, to work with. I haven't actually earned any money from that, have I? All I've done is connect you together, which is lovely, which is lovely. But not if I need a pork pie for dinner tonight and I'm running short of cheese and wine. Um, (laughs) I know somebody. But I have to have the money to pay that person, don't I? So is this something that you're doing as um, sort of uh, as a consequence of the people that you're meeting, as a consequence of your business? Or is is this something that you have managed to build in to your business as an income generator? Because I tell you what, I, I, I think that is so difficult. It is. Um, uh, the idea came, came, I came to the idea while I was in, uh, while it was COVID. And I talked to a couple of people who helped to mentor me. And we came up with a number of scenarios, but none of them sat right with me. Mm. Because it's interesting going back to what you were saying about you would refer somebody and it seems a bit much to try and monetize that yeah I, it, yes but the key thing is it, so the, the the connection is part of both businesses part of being mm. a membership advisor of fsb and hospitality consulting mm. and there's no fee for that but if somebody's got a product or a sale a product or a service that they want selling majority of the time those people need help and support in selling it so there's there's the opportunity and what i'm exploring now is is commission for future business and that's how that goes Mm. forward so um if you need tequila i know a good guy for tequila (laughs) i know a good guy for wine um no seriously um 
that's the way to go forward with it and monetize it is actually to add value to the business mm. so you you make one or two referrals but if you're actually helping them with multiple then there's kickbacks but equally as much sean and adele the amount of referrals that i receive myself from other people while we're talking here i am listening to you and i am focused but there's been an e uh, a message from somebody who has just referred somebody to me for my business mm. because they've been helped by me mm. so it's a difficult thing to say let's put right. some money on it so now i right so now i've got it so it's it's part it's it's part of the whole of what you do to add value yes and it brings people to you and it brings business to you just not directly no that's yeah. right it yeah. or, or, or no it doesn't bring money to you directly we all no. have to have income i think sometimes we get a bit coy about this don't we and being in business you can't if you you've you got to you got to earn money if you don't earn money you're not actually a business are you you've got to put well, food on the table i'll give you i'll give you an example uh a gentleman who has got a, a fantastic service has had a huge amount of referrals from me and the other day we were having a one-to-one -one catch up and he said what's your plan and i said over christmas i'm starting ebooks and he said i've got lots of experience in ebooks why don't we link up i'll help you get mm. started now if i if, 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 in doing those ebooks that would probably cost me a few thousand pounds yeah. to invest to understand and and he's going to do that for me for free mm. so it's all so what you're doing is sort of looking at it in the round holistically as a, as, a, as a whole thing. Absolutely. Mm. And that comes back to what you said your superpower was, and that's harvesting and having those conversations. And what I love about that, it's not always about instant, instant mm. gratification, instant this, where's the referral, where's the commission? And actually, it's all about nurturing, having the patience and harvesting those relationships. It's so refreshing to hear that against the backdrop of, well, I do that, so what's the commission, the referral? It's to, mm. Stop having that conversation. It's all about nurturing, and I, I like mm. that. But sometimes, you know, we have to be practical here. Yeah. People have to earn money. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't want to be... Um, it, it happens especially a lot in the sort of spiritual, sort of mm. health-based, mm. that sort of thing. You know, where people don't... They, they give stuff away for nothing. They don't want to take money for their services because they think it's a gift. You know, I mean, what you do is a gift, but you somewhere along the line you have to earn money. And yeah. I don't think it, if it's direct or if it's indirect, but somewhere along somewhere the line it has to... Yeah, form part of them. Mm -hmm. And what I also love is that you know what you are really good at. You know what your gift is, and you're using it. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yes. So, hospitality-wise, are you back in that now? Yes, yeah, slowly. Um, it it started. It it stopped. It started up. It died a death, and it's come <laughs> back again now. It's it's no. It's now. If you've done your job right, there's nobody to talk to in December because they're all too busy. Yeah. because they're busy with christmas um and and um yeah and mm. and obviously the idea before christmas is to make sure that they are busy in january february and march but but yes i'm back into it and it's great to be back into it because it's it's been my life for so long i get that yeah absolutely as a sideline i also had a pub so um uh, yeah, yeah it's been challenging looking on the hospitality side of things is there a piece of advice that you could give out I, i'm not sure if you can do this because i know every business is different but it has been a rocky road for the hospitality industry hasn't it and you say it's been you know coming out it's sort of been up and down is there a is there one piece of advice that you think you could give 
somebody in the hospitality in- industry as we come now into our sort of probably first full year out of COVID and moving down through Christmas and what's coming in 2023? Yeah, it's people. Connect with your customers, spend more time with your customers. Think about, you've got to think about your profit, but what you've got to do is to add that value to your customers by spending more time with them and doing the things that um, don't necessarily cost money you know, remembering somebody, trying to remember when they came into your restaurant last time or your hotel last time, making them feel special. It doesn't cost anything. The problem with the industry is that we're all so stressed and busy that we forget sometimes to just take a few seconds to be nice. Um, And that sounds very, very funny thing to say because it's called hospitality, but it's... It's it's a very low-profit-driven business, mm. um, and so therefore it tends to be a very stress-related business. Um, but if we can just stand back and take time to uh, remember that the customer is the most important person, then um, you're laying a great foundation for the future. Mm. So take a breath. Remember what who you're doing it for. Yeah, exactly. Again, I was just going to build on that. So my other business that I run is is is, is obviously a, a local pub. And you're right, it's building that relationship at, at the front of the bar because I actually work behind the bar, literally upstairs, and I'm seeing rising energy costs. I'm seeing supply chain issues. I'm seeing gas go through the roof, things like fryer oil. And sometimes it's really hard to manage that tension. And then actually it's like, do you know what, I'm going to have to put my prices up. So it's been a real challenge for hospitality, and I do that in my local little world, but it's really challenging. And when you talk to others around that hospitality, it's managing that tension, isn't it? And also then the turnover of staff, etc. So um, it's brilliant at what you do, and it's probably never been a pivotal time for it because it's really tough managing the front of the bar, knowing the costs behind the bar. You're seeing, I'm seeing costs that I'd never imagined, so it's a real challenge. Mm. Uh, I, I think if I may come back mm. on that, I think... Um, somebody said something to me once a long time ago. They said, um, you know, when we talk about ambience and we talk about lighting in restaurants, uh, does anybody ever complain? Of, does anybody ever say anything nice about the lighting when the lighting's right? Mm. And they don't. Mm. They say something about the lighting when the lighting isn't right because yeah. that's when they notice it. And so the, 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 the fact is that price... Mm. It's only something people focus on when the other intangible things are missing. So if you focus on those intangible Mm. things, um, we all talk today about marketing and position and USP, Mm. but actually it's those intangible nice things Mm. that make it special and you won't even realise the reason why you want to go to Adele's (laughs) pub. Um, And I didn't even know you had a pub, Adele, so I'm going to have to come and visit you. (laughs) I've just realised something, and I'm actually going to admit it on air. So I've written it down here because I thought I'll just scuttle off <laughs> and, just, <laughs> and just like keep it to myself because it's a bit of a sort of no-brainer, and I can't help thinking that I should have realised this before. But you may or may not know, um, Adele certainly knows that I run monthly events. I run events under a banner called Cafe in the Calm, and they are psychic health and beauty fairs we have therapists we have really nice coffee it's a cafe you can come in we have cakes you can sit down we have free adult coloring and it's an experience and it's i've been thinking of of it as 
exhibitors and events and it's not it's hus- i'm i'm in the hospitality industry i am not in the event business no. i'm in the hospitality industry mm. and i think that's actually knowing what industry you're in <laughs> It's probably a key, probably a key, key to success. Yeah. Bit like sort of, I think McDonald's is in the property industry, isn't it? It's not in, it's not in the burger industry. Okay, well, thank you for that, Jane. I've You're just welcome. turned my business around there. <laughs> But, it, but I think what it shows you is your journey. When you first started those off, they were events. They were events. Yes, yes. And actually, yes. you created a community. And again, you got industry drift. It's because of how you've started, yeah. how you've grown. You've done that organically. But again, can you see why we bring our guests on? Yeah. I've, got, I've got solutions for my other business, and so have you. I did. I did but actually. I did think about not mentioning that. Oh, look, I'll just keep that to no, myself. No, but, <laughs> Pretend I had noticed. But that's where you started. Mm with one thing and you organically and the success you've done and the community you've bought has switched industry mm. but you don't because that happened organically it, it, it it's the hospitality industry that yeah. people are coming in they're eating they're drinking they're staying they're sitting down Talking, they're having the experience yeah. yes Mm. And, that, and that's what it's all about. It's yeah. about an experience. Yeah. Rather than just eating and drinking, yeah. it's about an experience. Mm. And I knew that. I just hadn't attached the words hospitality industry to it. I knew it was about the experience, both for the exhibitors and the visitors. I had that. I, mm. I knew because of mm. the numbers of people that we have returning. But when you give it a different label... Len- yeah, look at it. Yeah. When you, yeah, mm. when you give lens. it... I think I like that word. I'm going to write that label. When you give it a different label, when you put it in a different category, it makes you suddenly think about it differently. Even like yep. the marketing, the social yeah. from it. Yeah, it, it does. You start, you start thinking about it differently. Mm. You see, we always we get love something. These shows. <laughs> we love our shows. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you. I've, I've totally lost. I'm so enamoured by myself <laughs> and <laughs> realising that. that <laughs> no, I've totally lost where we were. Um... Where were we, Adele? We were talking about hospitality coming back and again. We were, yes. So I asked you what's, yes. So remembering the people. The connector and business. Because, again, we talk a lot, when we we talk to a lot of women on the show about business development strategies, network and connecting, sometimes it, like, this doesn't always come easy to some of the women mm. we talk to and they go to an event and is it networking or is it you're learning something and, and sometimes it's it's something that we we're tackling aren't mm. we because women aren't always that that confident and people are sometimes trying to use networking for something that it isn't mm. no absolutely. as, as, as <coughs> business support it's not business support but i see a lot of people using it as business support because they don't have anything else and in fact i've done it you know you, you may be feeling a bit you know a bit crappy and you know if you go there there's going to be five or ten people that you know that you can chat with um and it might boost yourself up a bit but that's not why people are at networking mm. and you know that's not why people don't go along to events to listen to your crap sorry <laughs> something that horribly i don't do that <laughs> To sit in a corner with me going, oh, God, my business plan isn't working. What am I going to do? They've gone there to meet other people and to perhaps get a little bit of inspiration and motivation themselves. So, yes, I'm not sure why we went down that rabbit hole either. I'm totally not focused. Now, what we're talking about, the way that Jane works with business connectors, referrals, and and, and that's how real business works. And, again, we've been talking to women about how that actually works and making sure you're clear, strategic, who you're talking to, your business partners connected. But also something that Jane picked up that I don't think we're always that good of is follow-up. Follow-up. You meet somebody, Mm. yes, I'll, I'll message you. 
and you think, oh, they haven't messaged me, they're busy. Well, go and message them back and say we met and being a bit more on the front foot sometimes about mm. being connected and not being shy to say we met, you said you were in the contact, I thought I'd reach out. It's okay, isn't it, to, Absolutely. to do that? Yeah, follow up. Jane, tell us a little bit about the FSB. So it attracted you and you are... A, a, an honest person i know i know that that's sort of where you come from is your honesty and your integrity and so you are now connecting business people with the fsb so somewhere along the line i know that you you have a uh, oh what's the word Sim- thing shared values yeah sh- yeah that, that'll do you see, you can see you look shared values you know you know what they're doing and you like what they're doing and you know that they bring value to businesses i sound like an fsb advert don't i but, <laughs> but what was it in particular that attracted you and why are you still there and why what is it what's the reasoning behind you recommending people to them um so I stumbled across FSB. I was, I was asking myself the question, there must be a better way to do this. And it was, uh, I had a, every business goes through a good time and a bad time. I, I had a subcontractor who failed to pay me. It was a huge, huge, huge sum of money. It made a big hit on my P&L. Um, and I was trying to find a solution rather than solicitors and debt recovery and all of these things because they cost so much money. Um, And I stumbled across the FSB and um, because they have a comprehensive debt recovery program in there. So that's how I myself became a member of the FSB. And then in 2019, when I became a membership advisor, the reason I like I wanted to do that role was because I felt, having been in the mem- in the membership myself, that the FSB really does do what it says on the tin. Mm. You know, it's not a lot of money to join, um, and you get huge bang for your buck, um, and it's open and honest. And I like the fact that. People are accessible if you ask for something, you know, if you need to get in contact with somebody, everybody's available. And it's completely focused on trying to help small business to move forward. So it's not an organisation that's trying to become rich through memberships. It's an organisation that's trying to use memberships to actually benefit the businesses, as it were, putting the businesses in the, in the you know, in, in the front on the front foot and and being in the background themselves that's what i really like we just sort of say briefly what the fsb do and i'm going to say it from my point of view so there's no you know i'm sure this isn't in the brochure um but they run networking groups they run training things online offline they have support with things like legal advice which i've actually used um legal advice hr support um you know so if you've got any of those sorts of i don't know tricky issues that come with just running a business sometimes you know you may not think you need legal advice or and you may have the insurance so i have insurance for legal support but i actually found using the fsb legal the advice line really sort of quite quick and easy and it didn't go into all of the carry-on that you sometimes have to do through your legal business insurance. There weren't quite as many boxes to tick, but I still got some really good advice. 
that I could use and I went and used and that was that. So, and I think it's that and just about the staying connected and also being connected with other businesses is something else that I like. So is it a community interest company? No, it's a not-for-profit. Oh, right, so it's 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 a it's a there you go. It's a not-for-profit, and I've I've got a lot from it, and it's got a lot of UK members, but it is only in the UK, guys. So if you're in the states, I'm sure you have something similar to that. Um, you know, go go and find out because I found it incredibly useful. Mm. Again, I've seen the work that they do that I got involved early from a health and well-being and being fit for business, supporting all parliament all parliamentary groups mm. and and sitting in front of government for us, sitting in front of local government and also um, business schools as well because I'm doing um, uh, business in Brighton, um, the law and business school um, talk there, and obviously I was at Kent business school and team does some work there so for me that's being able to represent me as a business but also i've been asked for my opinion mm. on menopause policy for something to do with all parliamentary so for me i, I think that's where it adds huge amount of value mm. I, I i i'm glad that you come back on that because um the the element that i think so often gets missed Sean and Adele in the FSB is the amount of effort that, it, that we put into lobbying yeah, nationally lots. and the things that we can do. You know, as a small business, as somebody said to me the other day, um, the word he used was, it's quite isolated. <laughs> And what this is, is a community. So, mm. you know, what I like about it is when I send somebody a welcome email or letter, I always put welcome to the FSB family because I do think it is a family. It's a family of like-minded people. And if you have a challenge, this morning a small business called me, they've got a problem, it's related to uh, uh, land value and all those kind of things, and it's really helpful to know that I can put them in touch with somebody in the FSB whose job is to, to liaise with local councils and local government and sort those problems out for them where you know so it just gives them peace of mind so it's a it and i think that that's a very underrated part of fsb it's it's quite difficult this because i don't want to name names but there are a number of organizations that look as though they are we say <coughs> official um that support or are supposed to support local business business and i have belonged to some of those and i'm not going to name them um, but it's not quite the same as the FSB, and I don't really know what the difference is, to be honest. Uh, so I, I don't know what advice to give to you if you're in another country and you don't have this sort of organisation, is to, I think, go and speak to some members, actually. Do your go, research. Your yeah, go and, have, go and have a chat to some members, because I've come across so many organisations where... They aren't necessarily not-for-profit, although they are associated with um, sort of... They look like they're associated with government, but they just don't operate in the same way. And chat to some members and see what they're actually getting out of it. Because I know somebody came to me and said, well, you know, why are you a member of the FSB? Why do they sponsor your stuff? Why do you work with them? I'd say, oh, I'll get this, that and the other. I might actually name individual people. I might say, oh, actually, Jane's really helpful. And Tim, who is our local guy, you know, he's really helpful. He knows lots of people. He'll recommend you. He'll put you in touch with somebody. Even if you don't think 
you know, even if you haven't asked, it's actually, are these people that work together well? And it's that sort of thing, isn't it? So ask, ask people before you go and join anything, because there is a cost involved. There's your time, even if, even if your membership is free, there's still your time. So go and find out what actually comes out of it. And if somebody, if you talk to two or three members and they can't come up with anything apart from we have online networking meetings, um, then, <laughs> then might maybe go and look somewhere else. Yep. <laughs> So, thank you for that, Jane. Um, I'm going to ask you now to give us some contact details as to how people can contact you. It doesn't really matter whether they are looking for your advice and consultancy for what you do with the hospitality industry or about the FSB. If you can just say, how can people contact you? The best thing is to join, is to link up with me on LinkedIn, which is Jane Martin 265. So it's the LinkedIn link and Jane Martin 265. And I'm known there as the business connector. Love to meet you there. Um, or jane.martin at fsb.org.uk. We haven't finished. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> we haven't finished yet. So, Jane, what is your top tip for this topic? And I'm not sure what this topic is. See, this is what happens when you write down planning notes. <laughs> what is, actually, just what is your top tip for the hospitality industry? Um, add value focus on adding value and the uh, one other thing I'm sorry it's not one top tip that's okay I'm 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 very uh, keen to see hospitality go back to seasonal so I'm very keen for hospitality to start sourcing their not just their produce locally okay but actually focusing on seasonal produce when it's gone it's gone because yeah. we need to get away from this needing to import strawberries in December <laughs> yeah. from somewhere. Okay. <laughs> and if we want to import strawberries and people want to have strawberries in December, then hey-ho hospitality, charge people the right price for it. Mm-hmm. Because we've got great produce in this country, but come and eat our strawberries when they're in season. That's different as well, isn't it? I like that. Yes, I do. I do that's really a super, like super tip. Mm. Because it's going to taste better anyway, isn't it? Mm. If it's Absolutely. something that's fresh from down the road, out the garden, it's going to taste better. Yeah. Mm. I love that. What is your... It, it doesn't end, does it? It's relentless, isn't it? <laughs> what is your... <laughs> what is your top tip for being in business? As a businesswoman, your top tip. Believe in yourself. And... What do you know now that you wish you'd have known when you started out? Oh, that's a tough one. What do I know now? Um, no, it is, isn't it? I'm amazing. <laughs> <laughs> the amazing, the amazing Jane Martin from JAM Marketing and Hospitality Management and Business Connector, Business Solution s- Solver, FSB. What would we call her? Guru. She's just my go-to FSB guru. Thank you so much for being on the show today. We will see you all again. No, we won't be back next week. We're having a week off, aren't we? We are having a week off. She's off boozing. I'm at an FSB. I'm going to have been boozing. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, (laughs) I've I've got a bit of heavy night the night before. (laughs) I'm not planning on being conscious until at least three. So we will see you in the week after that. So take care, everybody. Have have an amazing time in between and we'll see you soon bye bye tune in next week to the women in business radio show for more stories ideas and inspiration to help you grow your business